The revelation of God in His creation speaks for itself. In fact, God's creation speaks eloquently to all humanity of His existence and power. When you look at creation, it reveals the fact that there was a Creator. Salvation, however, comes through the revelation of the gospel message of the Bible. That message is something we must deliver to unbelievers. Here's Stephen Davey with a lesson called, What the Whole World Already Knows. When American statesmen crafted the Declaration of Independence of the United States, they included this this rather interesting statement, we hold these truths to be self-evident. In other words, the authors of the Declaration were affirming that, that certain truths are undeniable. They are universal. They are recognizable to everyone. Everyone just inwardly, consciously, intuitively knows certain truths are indeed true. So what are they? Well, they continue in their declaration to write, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. They're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. So this was a declaration that self-evident, undeniable truths can be known by everyone and known to be true, that there is a creator, that human dignity flows from our creator as part of his creation. You know, that's a stunning proclamation, isn't it? The whole world of humanity already knows there's a creator. Well, let me tell you, these founding fathers weren't the first to to come up with the idea of this self-evident truth. They're actually relying on the Bible as they write this. And more specifically, they're relying on what the Apostle Paul says here in Romans chapter 1. In fact, here in verse 18, Paul informs us that mankind isn't all that happy about these undeniable truths. In fact, he writes that unrighteous mankind suppresses the truth. In other words, mankind collectively suppresses the truth about God's existence, God's justice, God's creative power. They, they push it away. They, they want to cover it up. Why? Well, because they love their sin. And they got to silence the truth about God in order to feel good about their, their sin. The trouble is, the truth of God's existence is indeed self-evident. That is, everybody knows it down deep in their heart, even as they, they deny it, even as they try to cover it up, even as they fight against it. Now, here in verse 19, Paul continues writing about the suppression of the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. Well, the question is, in what sense has the truth of God's existence been revealed to mankind? Not everybody has a copy of the Bible. Well, the answer here is that God has revealed certain truths about himself to all of humanity, and he's done it through general revelation. In our last study together, we talked about general revelation, which comes through physical creation and and the human conscience. In other words, general revelation, that is of the universe, earth, it all reveals the existence of a creator. 
And, and the Creator has given every one of us a conscience, that, that moral compass of what is right and wrong. Perhaps you remember in the last chapter of our study in the book of Acts, Paul's ship was wrecked in a storm, and everybody survived that shipwreck as they swam to shore there on the island of Malta. If we go back to Acts chapter 28 and look at verses 2 through 4, Luke writes this, The native people showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled the fire and welcomed us all, because it had begun to rain and was cold. When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, and though he has escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. Well, Paul, of course, doesn't die, proving, at least in the eyes of these unbelievers, that he was not a a murderer. And then they thought, well, he he must be a god. Well, Well, here's my point. You've got an island filled with unbelievers. They've never heard the gospel. They have no record of of scripture. They're all idolaters. And, And even though some of their assumptions are wrong, they are right about one thing. They have this intuitive moral standard that murder is wrong and that murderers ought to be punished. There's something called justice. Where'd they get that from? It's self-evident truth. Like everybody else on planet Earth, they knew that murder was wrong. They, They even knew that there was some kind of God, this God of justice, some God out there who punishes wrongdoers. Well, let me tell you, that hasn't changed over time, no matter how much people deny the existence of God, no matter how much they suppress the truth of, of, of absolute truth. Just watch, watch how these people who reject God's existence and moral standards respond when they are deceived by a financial advisor or, or when their car is damaged by a careless driver or, or when the neighbor, when, when their dog you know, go, comes over and, and rips up the flower bed. Well, all of a sudden, they seem to believe that there's a standard of right and wrong, and I assure you, they want to make sure other people do them right. You see, their own conscience affirms what they try to outwardly deny. Well, now Paul points out here that God has revealed himself not only in this intuitive sense of morality, but also in the beauty of creation. There's this There's this aspect of general revelation, which is available to everyone. God's creation, by the way, invites you to just look around, take a walk outside, look at the birds, look at the trees, enjoy the seasons, the mountains, the ocean. You know, go get out your telescope and watch the stars, learn about the orbits of planets, the complexity and the immensity of creation. All of that does what? Points to a designer, a master designer a divine creator. Well, here's the way the Apostle Paul puts it in verse 20 of Romans chapter 1. For God's invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. One author points out that the word here for clearly perceived includes the idea of reflection, Reflection that draws a conclusion that there's a creator. 
It's a, it's a self-evident truth from creation that creation has a creator. Paul writes here that it's also clear that the creator possesses the attributes of eternal power and a divine nature. In other words, only, only a creator who possesses unlimited power could ever create and control all that we see in nature. Well, Paul also writes here that those who stubbornly defy and, and suppress the truth, he says they are without excuse. Literally, they are guilty and without any logical or legal defense. In other words, their rejection of God's general revelation is enough to condemn them forever, no matter who they are, rich, poor, educated, illiterate, civilized, primitive. But here's the wonderful truth Paul will go on to elaborate in this this great book of Romans, that God can save all these people too. His general revelation gives convicting evidence of his existence. And, And the person who senses there must be a creator and comes to acknowledge that in humility, well, I believe that's the individual God's going to send a missionary to in order to deliver the special revelation in Scripture, which proclaims that this creator is none other than Jesus Christ. Perhaps you've heard of Helen Keller, the blind and deaf girl who learned to communicate through the help of Anne Sullivan. Anne took this uh, rather angry, frustrated little girl and patiently taught her uh, by spelling words into the palm of her hand. Eventually, Helen understood the connection between the letters that were being drawn on her hand and the objects in the world around her. Well, when that connection was made, she began to learn as soon as Helen's vocabulary was, was developed sufficiently, Anne, who was a committed Christian, invited a local pastor to come over and give the gospel to little seven-year-old Helen Keller. Well, after the truth was given to her, pressed into her hand letter by letter, Helen trusted in Christ for salvation. Later, Helen made this remarkable statement to Anne Sullivan. Helen said, I always knew there was a God. Now I know his name. In those words are revealed the work, beloved, of both general revelation, declaring there is a creator, and special revelation, telling us our creator's name. Well, let me add uh, to that story some words written later in life by Helen Keller. She writes, I thank God for three things, that he gave me knowledge of his creation, that he set in my darkness the lamp of faith, and that I have another life to look forward to, a joyous life filled with light and flowers and heavenly song. Well, if Helen Keller can praise him, so should we, beloved. For those of us who know him, Let's look around at creation today, and then let's allow that to lead us to give praise to our Creator and our Savior. We know His name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, until we set sail again, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. 
That was Stephen Davey and a lesson he called What the Whole World Already Knows. This is The Wisdom Journey. Stephen is teaching through all 66 books of the Bible in this daily series. We'd really enjoy hearing from you and learning how God is using this ministry to build you up in the faith. Please take a few moments and drop us a note. Our email address is info at wisdomonline.org. Our mailing address is Wisdom International, P.O. Box 37297, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27627. Let me give you that again. You can write to Wisdom International, P.O. Box 37297, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27627. And I hope we hear from you. And I hope you'll be back with us next time as we continue this wisdom journey.